Operational technology is the hardware and software that keeps things, for instance, factories, power plants, facility equipment, running. It monitors and manages industrial process assets and manufacturing industrial equipment. Now, Gartner predicts that by 2025, cyber attackers will have weaponized OT environments to successfully harm or kill humans. It also predicts that the financial impact of attacks using OT, resulting in fatal casualties, will reach 50 billion US by 2023. In this podcast for future CIO, we speak to Richard Farrell, Asia-Pacific Director, Cloud and Data Center segment at Eaton, to talk about the weaponization of operational technology. Richard, welcome to Podcasts for Future CIO. Alan, thanks so much for the invitation. Great to be here. Is this prediction by Gartner of the weaponization of OT real, or is someone just watching too many diehard movies? Well, as a as a diehard fan, uh, I love all, all five of the movies. I would say probably a mix of both, Alan, to be honest. To, uh, to use words like uh, weaponization is pretty severe, don't you think? You know, as well, it, it could be a little bit of somebody trying to grab headlines. However... It, the threat of IT cybersecurity is very real, you know, at the moment. Now, whether it does reach the depths that Gartner are alluding to, both in terms of the weaponization and in terms of the risk as well, I guess time will tell. However, it can't be underplayed that the amount of cybersecurity attacks are increasing, but it's costing businesses a lot more money. And this is no longer just the realm of big businesses or, or financial institutions. The Actually, the most attacked cybersecurity segment now is actually healthcare, which is both very heinous when you think about it, but also also probably an easy target. So whether Gartner's realizations come true or not, we know that it's growing very quickly. What are some of the more common OT cybersecurity misconceptions out there, particularly in Asia in our region? Yeah, look, there is many at the moment, and I think it's because the, the whole concept, Alan, of, of operational technology security is new to a lot of people. Most people, when they think security, they think IT, information technology. IT, obviously, being the traditional things like firewalls and making sure that we have antivirus and intrusion detection systems and traditional IT equipment, you know, things like servers and routers and, and switches and those sort of things. When we're talking about IT, we're actually talking about the facilities, devices. And by facilities devices, I mean things that are controlling your lighting inside a building or data center, things that are controlling your air conditioning. So everything from the big chillers up on the roof through to the air conditioning inside the individual offices, things through to backup power as well. So things like uninterruptible power supplies, you do backup power for a facility in case the power actually, the mains power actually goes out. So the operational technology is actually much different to the information technology devices. So some of the misconceptions, you know, we have around that is pretty People think cybersecurity, they think, oh, that's the IT team's problem. They can look after that. A lot of IT people, they're not electrical engineers or mechanical engineers. They would have a number of issues trying to actually administer anything, you know, on a backup power supply, a chiller, not to mention the safety issues that come around that as well. You have to remember that a lot of these devices, they're running mains power. You can have some of these switchboards in buildings and data centers that are running up to 100,000 volts. So it's not like just going to a server that has an issue, power supply issue, popping the server out, placing the power supply and putting it back in. You can't do that with operational technology. So it's definitely not just the responsibility of IT people. Perhaps the second one that we see a lot of is that 
people assume that cybersecurity breaches just don't affect operational technology. I mean, who cares about a generator for the backup power that's sitting out in the in the car park somewhere? Why would anybody give that? People seem to think that cybersecurity is more around hackers going after data, okay? And that's obviously a big part of it. But the other part of it is too, is actually going after the facilities to impede the facilities and haul those facilities to ransom. If you have a look at example where that actually you know, happened earlier this year, the Colonial Pipeline attack over in the US. So Colonial Pipeline, they're the biggest distributor for gasoline in the US. They have a, a pipeline system above or below ground, a whole network across the US. Hackers actually hacked into this pipeline and stopped the flow of gasoline, physically stopped the flow. Even after the $4 million ransom was paid with the help of the US government, it's still slow. Even now, they can't get back to what they're actually doing. You can't imagine that an IT person is actually going to be aware of what's happening on something like a, a gasoline pipeline. That has to come more into the facilities, mechanical and engineering space. So again, the two misconceptions we see at the moment really, you know, Alan, around it's the responsibility of the IT stuff, which it's not. It's the responsibility of everyone for that facility. And because it's OT, it won't be affected, which is definitely not the case. Given this example of the Colonial Pipeline, and there are a few more cases that have popped up this year, how should businesses improve the security of such facilities? There's a number of ways, you know, Alan. So we'll, we'll try to look at probably two to three of the most important ones, but probably two to three of the, the simple ones that anybody can do now. And the first one is basically asset management. So by asset management, we mean knowing what devices are connected to the internet that sit on your network. Now, whether these be IT or OT is irrelevant. It's really just making sure that any existing devices, so legacy devices, if they're connected to the network as well as new devices that you're putting into your network, you're actually aware of these. Okay, if you're actually not aware of a physical device on your network, it probably means it's not meant to be there. All right, and that's, if it's not meant to be there, and you're not aware of it, it means you can't actually enact a security policy that you may have across the organization. So definitely know what's on your network and have a very detailed list of any new projects, new installs that are coming up as well. The other thing that we like to look at too, and this is probably one of the simplest but most overlooked, is training and awareness for staff. So there's a huge aspect of cybersecurity that focuses on social engineering. An example of social engineering would be when you're on Facebook, you get, say, one of those surveys from Facebook saying, hey, this would be fun. Why don't we go through and you tell me where you were born, the name of the street you lived on, the name of your first pet, your favorite color, this sort of stuff. So a lot of fun, a lot of innocent fun. However, that potentially gives away a bunch of information to a hacker. You've just told them your surname, you've just told them your first pet's name, you've told them where you were born, probably your birth date. They've already got your name because they've found you on Facebook as well. So social engineering is very real and it happens in the workplace, you know, as well, whether it be through phishing scams where you get those, you know, artificial emails, they look, they look official, look like they're from internal to the organization, but they're not. They're actually a bad actor who's trying to get your information. So there's a number of ways that you can actually train and make staff aware that, you know, internally, this is actually what is uh, a legitimate communication within the organization. If you think it's not legitimate, here's how you escalate it. And you should really make this part of your onboarding policy uh, as well. So when you have new employees that come on board, make security and your security clients part of the onboarding program as you do it. The last one I'd probably pick, Alan, out of those three is look at cybersecurity as a holistic service. Don't look at it as something you just do one off, one time. It has to be ongoing. So in Eaton, we like to call that life cycle services. That means you may have a continuous program of auditing and assessment on your network, you know, of devices, of upgrades, of new facilities as well. And that way, if it's a life cycle service, if it's actually ongoing, you're never going to be, you know, stuck a year or two behind. You're going to have the latest software upgrades, you get the latest security patch. 
touches, you know, as well. So they're probably the three of the simplest and most common security OT, OT cybersecurity patches you can actually do right now. Having said that, who should be involved in OT security programs? This is a big topic of discussion. Who should be involved? Because again, we go traditionally back to, oh, well, cybersecurity, that's an IT problem, isn't it? Again, we've just identified OT is not really an uh, IT function. So who should be involved? If we look at OT in isolation, and I definitely don't promote looking at OT in isolation, I'll explain why in a moment. But if we look at OT, who typically looks after your operational devices? It's usually facilities managers. Obviously, my background is is heavy in data centers, so we deal with uh, facilities managers, facilities engineers quite often. So these are the people that are going around uh, maintaining the integrity of the data center. They're the operational people that are doing swap ins and swap outs of devices as well. So from an OT side, you definitely need to facilities people. You definitely need involvement though from the IT side. And we do see a lot of breakdown in communication, say, between an IT manager and a facilities manager inside a data center. There's almost like this wall, you know, between them where you're the IT guy, no, you're the facilities guy. But if we're looking at cybersecurity again, holistically, you really need both of the, both of those divisions, the IT world, the OT world to actually come together. And we are seeing this now. There's more and more crossover, you know, in this driven by things like, you know, IOT, Internet of Things, industrial IOT, um, you know, as well. So we've got this crossover actually happening. Then last of all, these guys probably aren't going to work together. These people won't work together unless it's a mandate from on the high, unless it's a mandate from leadership. And this is really where you need your operations director, your CIO, your CTO to actually come in and say, hey, we're going to look at cybersecurity as a big picture. We're not going to look at it just as IT or OT. So you really need that leadership influence and then you really need your facilities and IT people working together. Where does one begin to? I mean, particularly if you have already an existing organization that's been running for decades or or years and now suddenly maybe management says, we need to address this OT security issue. Where does one begin? Yeah, that's, that's a great question as well. And again, it's the, it's getting to that level of comfort and familiarity, what OT is, the familiarity with OT and why I need to look at OT as well as my IT security there. Look, the best way to start there is who are your current infrastructure partners? You know, at the moment, again, we're not looking at cybersecurity in isolation here. As we just mentioned before, a lot of the OT devices, safety has to be front of mind. Switchboard up to a hundred thousand volts. You can have arc flash incidences, which is literally an arc of electricity that can jump from an electrical device to a person unless if you're not wearing the correct protective gear, if you don't disconnect that uh, device properly. Then, of course, you want to make sure that you actually don't have any issues around the integrity of the facility as well by disconnecting something or taking something offline you're not meant to do. So before you even have somebody coming in looking at cybersecurity, I'd be looking at who are your current partners who actually understand my operational technology devices? Who are the people who actually understand my facility? And do they have the capabilities to actually develop a help me develop a cybersecurity program. So that could be, you know, anybody at the moment from your, if you have a facilities management company, if you have somebody providing services uh, into your facility at the moment, now services that could be electrical, that could be mechanical or other engineering services as well. Given the complexity of OTR, are the people and organizations and equipment involved? What sort of security management actions should be included in the program that should be there? Okay, it's not like, oh, this is an option you could consider. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's and that's a great point. It's not optional. You know, there's a saying in cybersecurity, it's not if, it's when. You know, the amount of attacks that are actually, you know, happening is tipped to be every 14 seconds, there's tipped to be a ransomware attack somewhere in the world. Now, some of these attacks are, you know, maybe considered minor, or maybe somebody trying to personally attack your laptop and get in, which 
if you're that person, you don't think that's smarter. But we're not talking about the sort of Gartner predictions, you know, on that side. So every 14 seconds is attack. But obviously, we do have those huge attacks that are out there, you know, as well. So we have, for example, closer to home here, we know Singtel, you know, earlier this year in Singapore, where, where I'm located, you know, at the moment, they had the data of 129,000 customers' employees hacked through a file sharing application. So we actually know that there are issues out there at the moment. We know that there's issues that actually need to be addressed as well. So it's not optional. That's the first thing. It's, we have to accept the fact that anything that can be connected to the internet can potentially be hacked. Anything that's IP enabled, you know, could actually be attacked and it can be compromised. Now, how should an OT security program be managed? It's a, that's a big question, Alan, mainly because every organization is different. Even in, even within industries, organizations are different as well. Perhaps the first point that organizations can start at, most organizations, big or small, will have some type of cybersecurity program in place. Now, that may be as minor as you know things like, well, we have devices in place. You know, we might have some endpoint security in place. We might have some application security in place. And examples of that, again, are things like, physical devices like a firewall, two-factor authentication, intrusion detection, those sort of things as well. Larger organizations, particularly global organizations, particularly places like inst- uh, financial institutions, government institutions, they would obviously have a huge cybersecurity program in place already. The risk, big or small, for these programs is does it include your IT? You know, I would hazard to say that most would not. They would probably consider elements of their operational technology, but they wouldn't have that holistic view. So the first step would be going back to what we mentioned before, asset management. Do you know what's on your network? Do you know who has access to those devices on the network? Do you know, you know last time that you actually did a cybersecurity audit or cybersecurity assessment of those devices as well? So you don't know what you don't know. So perhaps the first place that a lot of these companies can start is, okay, we've got this existing cybersecurity program. What's not included? Okay, not what's included, what's not included? And do a physical assessment. And again, if you don't have the capabilities, the expertise or the time to do that, there's a lot of organizations that can do that on your behalf. Finally, I mean, and I'm not really sure how much of involvement the CISO and the CIO needs to be in this in an OT because you did say that there's a there's this uh, invisible wall separating OT from IT. What three questions should those uh, those leaders involved or tasked with uh, OT cybersecurity be asking when they're trying to decide what solution they should be looking into? Yeah, this is tough, Alan. This, there's 300 questions <laughs> that they should ask, but we'll try to narrow it down to three again and, and, and try to keep the same themes as we've actually had because one thing with, with technology and, and cybersecurity, I think we all love to overcomplicate it. As technologists, we all like to sound super smart and, and try to sound like the smartest person in the room when we're talking about this. But with cybersecurity, it's very easy to go down that rabbit hole of talking the very clever stuff, You know, particularly when you start talking around UL certifications, IEC certifications, and everything, which are essential, by the way. Let's keep it simple about where they can actually start. And the first one is, and we've covered this already, take that holistic approach. Do not look at OT as separate to everything else within your business. Don't look at it as separate to being, you know, from your IT, cybersecurity program. Don't look at operational technology as being separate from your IT, your information technology devices. It should be considered an essential part of your overall business plan and business strategy. Okay, so that's the first tip is have the holistic approach. The second one is, if you are going to have you know, people, you know, prodding 
monitoring and probing around the essential devices that keep your lights on, keep your backup power on, keep your air conditioning on. Look at the physical security in your facility, in your building. Make sure they understand your facility, okay? Make sure they understand your business, right? Again, if we're looking at devices there that have potential safety issues, if we're looking at devices there that, again, we can't just go and take some of these devices offline like we can a server. It may compromise the integrity of the, of the infrastructure of the facility itself. Make sure you're working with partners who understand your facility and have a look at, they actually can understand their complete environment. The last one I would probably say is more around, I guess it's a bit of a, more a, a people and a, a psychological aspect, you know, Alan. Nobody likes hearing bad news. Worse, nobody likes giving bad news, you know, as well. But cybersecurity is very serious. You know, for all the numbers that we heard at the beginning of our conversation, you know, around Gartner, whether they do hit that multi-billions, we're not sure. But we do know that it will, will be somewhere in the billions as time goes on. We know cybersecurity attacks are going to become more prevalent. If this is occurring, you need to ask for help, okay? These are no longer things that you can... You you can hide or just, you know, sweep under the rug. And in fact, there's quite serious uh, government regulations around having to report and industry regulations having to report some of these attacks as well. So you're never going to get the right program in place. You never get the right partners to actually support you unless you actually do make it public and go and ask for help. So again, take a holistic approach. Don't look at any of this in isolation. Number two, partner up with someone who understands your complete business and your complete facility. Don't just get somebody who, you know, understands an intrusion detection system and that's it. They need to understand everything within your facility. Number three, ask for help. Don't try to hide this. You're no longer really allowed to, you know, to, to hide this. It's a serious consequence if, if that happens. And you're definitely not alone. There's, again, the amount of cybersecurity attacks, you know, are increasing dramatically. Just in Singapore alone in 2020, it's gone up 154% from 2019. Okay. So definitely reach out to, to the right people and to the experts and ask for help. Richard, thank you for joining us on Podchats for Future CIO. Alan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. That was Richard Farrell, Asia-Pacific Director, Cloud and Data Center Segment for Eaton, on the topic of weaponization of operational technology. You are listening in the podcast for future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for a free weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podcasts for Future CIO. Bye for now.